0: getting it, getting
1: it. But, like, shortly after I got there, um, I get pulled into the, the admin office by a bunch of chiefs, and I'm just, I mean, I'm crapping my pants because I'm like, oh, what did I do? Like, there's all these chiefs around me. I'm just some E2 who doesn't even know how to, like, have military bearing at all, I'll just get pulled into this office. And I'm just like, what happened? know and they and they tell me that you know your dad's had a myocardial infarction which you know heart attack yeah so I'm like well you know what's what's going on you know they're like well you gotta go to the chapel go talk to him and I'm walking towards the chapel well this is the first time I'd ever left like we call it the ship the building by myself I had to like try flag fold this chit, put it in my left breast pocket walk down the street to the chapel by myself where everybody's just like this like everybody's just scared out of their minds I mean that's, that's boot camp it's just a you know, psychological warfare thing Like right. you're, you know somebody's going to mess with you there's just no way you're getting there all the way to the chapel without it so colors goes off as I'm walking to the chapel obviously so I just, I don't know what to do I just freeze, just freeze that's it then this, <laughs> this BMW pulls up just goes, hey, hey, jackass, you're supposed to
0: salute. And <laughs> I, <like>, oh, <laughs> I should have
1: known that. All I was right. like, that's probably the CEO of the base. So I'm just <laughs> like the whole dude. But no, I called him. And I didn't talk to him because it just happened, obviously. I talked to my mom. And she was just, you know, like, hey, he's doing okay. You know, just don't come home. Don't do anything like that. It's just going to set you back in time. Just stay there. And so I stayed there. You know, it's just one of those things that you can't control. Yeah. And you have to realize that, yeah, they're, they're not going to be here forever. I, mean, I grew up at a funeral home, like a family funeral home. So we saw Hi. this all day, every day. You were like, diggers. Yeah, basically. My golf played with that a the
2: funeral director, and that's what they called it digger.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my whole family has done it, and, you know. You have a sense of humor to be a digger, don't you? I think so. <laughs> uh, probably a very odd and dark sense of dark humor sense but of, yeah. hey you know it's it's still a sense of humor yeah, sure. nonetheless <laughs> hey, it's a money-making yeah. sense of humor That's
3: true yeah but I say every,
2: everybody's born and everybody dies it's, co- it's economy proof too yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've yeah, just, for sure.
1: you just have to be aware of that you know with your with your dad I mean, we just played golf yesterday oh, that's um, cool. went up to hometown they moved around all over the place while I was in the Navy they were in Texas Topeka just moved home last year and it's just nice to have him back, and I'm, I'm home, and... Are they back in Chillicothe? Yeah. Wow. They're back in Chillicothe. I do have one funny story, though, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. involves Ben's dad... <laughs> oh, shit. And, ...and my dad. <laughs> so, you know when you're a kid, and you're kind of at your house, and you're just young enough to where you just don't understand the scope of things, where, like, I used to think, like, I would walk out, my house is on, like, on the main street of Chillicothe. And so I'd walk to the back alley and we'd ride our bikes around there and stuff. But my parents would just like kinda let us go, but they'd freak out if I like ran off. Right. So I ran off. Because I <laughs> didn't know <laughs> because I didn't know. Like I didn't know what was at the courthouse. Like that was the last thing I could see at the alley. I figured that that's gotta be the end of the world. I gotta <laughs> see what's over there. So right. I just I'd walk off. It's probably three or four. I don't know. Three or four, yeah. Yeah. So I'm walking down the street, Ben's dad pulls up. In his MG midget, yeah, and like convertible, awesome. You know? And I'm just walking down the street. I don't know what I was doing, obviously, but I'm walking down the street, and he goes, he recognized me, knew really? who I was, and he knew I was probably, obviously, not supposed to be there by myself, <laughs> right, and I, out of bounds. Yeah, exactly. So he goes, uh, hey, uh, little Lindley, <clears throat> L- little Lindley, hey, can I give you a ride home? And I just, just like I, I don't, I don't talk to strangers. <laughs> Just like I knew him. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: yeah.
1: uh, That's just my that was my out. But, yeah, I think I was grounded for like a year after that. <laughs> but yeah. I mean it's just I I don't know. I guess it puts it in perspective a little bit more. Yeah. You know, it's I was gone for five years, I missed a lot of stuff, and whenever I left, you know, he was he was relatively we'll say a lot healthier. I mean, like now it's <laughs> you know he's, he's diabetic you know it's getting a little bit more advanced and you just notice it you don't see somebody for that long you notice the changes a lot mm. and it's just like in the afternoon he's like just tired and you're just you know he has to go help his dad who's 89 mm. oh, wow. and he's yeah. in town too so they rotate weekends specifically with his brother and go back and forth and take care of him because he has Alzheimer's oh and it's yeah, I mean, you just, I get to see two generations of what is going to happen to me, more than likely, for sure. And I just, you know, I'd be lucky to have people around, you know, like that, whenever I'm that age. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad in a way, but it's, it's just an eventuality. It's yeah. nice to be around either way.
2: Yeah. I, I, I want to pick a quick story in here. Wait, wait, before you, before you do that, well, we haven't heard from we haven't heard from Teeman yet. Real quick, this is a quick because it refers to him. You know, let me go to when the Red Sox were playing the Yankees, they were down three to one in 2004. They were interviewing a New York pundit and a Boston pundit, and the question to the Boston pundit was, "What will happen in New England? What would be the effect in New England if the Red Sox were to beat the Yankees and finally get all to win the World Series?" he sat there for a minute. He goes, "Death." The guy goes, death? What are you talking about? Does he realize how many old codgers are sitting there waiting for the Red Sox to win? And, and true story, they, they had a 20% increase in death in the next year out of People could finally die because the Red Sox finally won the World Series. All right, that's it. I'm Mr. Team and He's got some interesting stories, too. Well,
3: yeah, and listening to all of you, it's, it's uh, I'm from a different time and a different era. My dad went, was in World War Two. Came back home, got married, and they decided to have me seven months after they got married. Very interesting timing there. I always thought, but uh, you know, and I, you know, it's it's we were very dysfunctional. No, we weren't very close. But and he was a mean-spirited human being. Um, but all that said, and the spankings and the whippings, which by the way I deserved all of them, so did all of us in our family. Um, my dad owned a beer joint and he taught me how to keep the books in the beer joint. He taught me how to clean that beer joint up and get it ready for business every day. I had to go to school. I got a little money for doing that. back then a little money was a quarter right so but it was a, that entrepreneurial that it's it's about work and earning money and uh, I'll never forget that and then I had my own lawnmower route, right, was mowing lawns, and I was also a window washer, right, several people in town, I had to basically make it myself, I mean, I wasn't, there was no handouts, there was no, here's son, here's money for you. whatever it is, and which made me appreciate the, the fact of earning money at a very, very, very young age, but, and I mean this in the sincerest way, but in the loving way, he was a terrible parent. He just, they were never home. They were always in the beer joint. And so the four kids raised ourselves. And with all that negative being said, when I was, we moved to Kansas City, sold the beer joints, I had a job, always had a job, always had a nice car. And, uh, But when you had a job and a car and you're 16 and a half, 17 years old, you do one other thing. You're out every night, partying. And I'll never forget, I came home one night, I was 17 years old had a phony ID, so I was going into all the adult clubs. Came home, and the key to the house no longer worked. Oh. And there was a little stack of clothes, about that many, sitting on the front stoop of the house on the porch, and a little note attached to it, you'll never be a man until you get out on your own. Go. I was not welcome at home. Now, I left, and I was pissed. And I remember I, I carried that grudge till I decided to get married which is about three years later, and we invited him to the wedding. We still weren't close. Went through that time, we'd go down to the family meetings, and the little get-togethers and the parties in my home. By that time, they'd moved back to my hometown. And uh, I always liked the one story when I decided to tell them I was getting a divorce. Now, we're from the country, mm-hmm. southern Missouri, and all Catholic community beer joints, so just kind of set this up. My wife was a very, very attractive young lady. I definitely had married up. And, but we decided to split up and get away. And I remember when I told my parents, I took them aside and said, look, I think it's only fair that I should let you guys know we're getting a divorce. And not my dad, but it was in, you can see these eyes, but my mom looked at me and goes, are you queer or something? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I looked at her and I went, well, mom, if I am, I'm not going to tell you. So, which I always wanted her to go, oh shit, maybe he is. But the, the whole point of that was that dysfunctional side of our families. They just, there was never anything positive being said in that sense. Although, you got to remember all those things my dad taught me. taught me how to fish, he taught me how to hunt, he taught me how to skin squirrels, rabbits. I could do all that stuff and was very proficient in all those things. Fast forward, I had moved to Houston and got a great job. Always had a great job. And I started to start coming back home when I was about 35, 40 years old, somewhere in that range. And I'd forgotten all the bad stuff. And every time I'd see my dad, before I'd leave, I'd walk up and I'd give him a big hug and a kiss on the cheek. Well, I guarantee you, my dad was never used to being kissed on the cheek by any man. <laughs> and I kind of did it for two reasons. I'll never forget the queer remark, and I just wanted to let him know I still loved him. After all that stuff, I still loved him. And every time I would see them, I'd always let him know when I'd leave, I love you. I'd give him a big hug and a big kiss on the cheek. When he passed away, I was at his bedside, and the last thing I did after he passed was I kissed him on the cheek. I love my dad. I always will. I'm kind of welling up a little bit. He was a mean, spirited human being, but God, without him, I, I wouldn't even, I'd be just like some of these street bums down here rolling around in the... Corner begging for dimes.
2: He taught me very, very valuable lessons. That's a common theme among all of us. It sounds like it. And mm-hmm. no, I was female. I oh, bad. I was
0: just listening to the guy's dad's conversation.
2: Yeah, you know. we, we need a female perspective. A, a two cents on your dad.
0: Well, you know, when I was growing up, uh, my dad worked second shift, so I didn't see him a lot. And, uh, when we did, it was always, you know, he was much more strict than my mom was, you know, and even now he's that way, but, I mean, through my teenage years, we didn't get along well, and after I had my first child, we still didn't get along well, and it really wasn't until he got sick and um, almost died that it was kind of like, okay, this is silly, you know, he's my dad. And, and at one point, he came to me and said, I don't know why we don't get along and we really need to talk. So we did, and, and now, you know, we, we have a really good relationship. I mean, it's not great, but he tells me things that he doesn't tell my brother, and I talk to him like an adult. And sometimes I treat him like he's my child, but, you know... Yeah. It happens. Yeah,
2: all of the I medical tell, decisions are just I tell, I
0: tell my dad the truth. I tell him whether he wants to hear it or not, he needs to hear it. And he knows he does. So we'll talk about it. And, you know, he's like, I know, I, I know. But every time he has to go to the hospital, my dad has a congestive heart failure. Um, they always... When I'm there, they always refer the nurses to me. The nurses will be like, Do you have any questions? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> so it's how, it's an how interesting old is he thing. now? He will be let's see, he will be 66 the 13th of July. That's young, he's a kid, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: the old thought.
0: <laughs> but he, uh, you know, he's. He's got the congestive heart failure, and he's diabetic, so it's, it's always a very... I, I, a friend of ours, you know, is in the hospital, and when I when I was on my way in, I was immediately, like, I knew where I needed to be. I knew what was going on. I knew why the nurse was coming in, and I was like, I can tell I spend way too much time in hospitals. I mean, it was just... But, yeah, I mean, it's, you know... I think that there are some lessons I've learned by how how strict he was when I was growing up and just seeing, you know, he's a very quiet man. Yeah. You know, very quiet. It's very rare that you can get him to have a conversation. And when he does, though, it's never just bullshit. It's always something real. So it's... It's nice when we
2: can do that. Which is actually uh, for those of you who don't know the anonymous female. Well, well, that's her style as well. She does. She never, if
3: you notice, has frivolous conversation. She actually always has something pretty real to say, um, sure. and she will she will tell you the truth whether you want to know it or not. <laughs> and, uh, Why are you looking at Chris? <laughs> At this table, that I'm like that with. Yeah, you get the truth, which it makes anywhere. it more and, fun. And it's though. appreciated.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't think it's always appreciated, no but it always comes from the heart—a good place. <laughs> That's it's why never it's appreciated.
2: Yeah, yes. and we and we don't always Likewise. agree, but we always. Well, yeah, we're, you we're, don't
0: have to, but I'm kind of a—I—I I have come to know
2: that I am definitely like a mama bear to everybody I know. Yes, I so. agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, thanks, mama bear. Uh, Before we uh, get off of uh, today's topic and get on to some lighter fare, does anybody have anything else that they want to say about
1: their dads? One thing that's interesting that everybody said in some ways was that I think you learn a lot by figuring out and admiring as you get older what their great qualities were. My dad always took care of our family very well, always worked hard. I mean, unquestionably loved my mom and the kids always understood that. And then you also learn the things that you don't want to do. It, it, you know, and yeah, and sometimes yeah. those are just as important. I think that
2: I got from most of our conversations is that our fathers really prepared us for life in a lot of different yeah. ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 absolutely. The, the good and the bad. Yeah. They, 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 well, they, it, they, they really did a good job of throwing some of the hard shit at us every once in a while that we needed the, to survive you, in life. The older you get, what you thought was
3: bad was younger and what you disliked and all those things will soon dissipate. Yeah. And all of a sudden you look for the traits and the positive things mm-hmm. especially as your mm-hmm. fathers get older and older you kind of go, you know, because we learn life lessons ourselves and I think there's a sense of maturity that just comes along with getting. But unfortunately, Older, but yeah, it's a great lesson. I think we've all had the same, the
2: same. we've been uh, quieter than uh, most, and I, I and I understand why. But... You know,
3: I. I just, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I just I miss my dad, and I I, I hope to be
2: someone that he'd be proud of and uh mm. i think i'm on my way i think yeah, it's good yeah. i think you're already there yeah, I, I think we're all already there yeah. and that's the cool thing about so it so how about we toast real quick to our day yeah i agree right, to the prodigal sons to, to the, the prodigal, prodigal sons, sons.